Hi, I'm Eddie. I run a comic shop and publish my own comic strip. And I'm Roger, and I run a comic shop and my very own Comic-Con. And I'm Joe, a lifelong fan who does all the real work to make our show go. Every week, we'll discuss the newest insider info that you won't get from your favorite comics and talk to some of our favorite creators and publishers. So come take a peek behind the counter with Tales from the Comic Shop, part of the Geek Nerd Network. Weekly on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. What's going on, guys? Welcome back into the Fortress of Comitude podcast. My name is Stuffy Tyler. I'm Mary. I am Kylie. Probably wondering, where's Erin this week? Uh, no Erin. She has decided to take the first step in the 12-step program. Um, <laughs> we uh, wish her well, everything over there at AA, and uh, just hope that she uh, finally gets the help she needs. She, she's she's needed it for some time. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners are like, we know. <laughs> No, Aaron will be back, not next week, because there won't be a podcast next week, because Kylie's having a birthday, so we're taking a week off. Happy birthday. Going camping, bitches. Go, bitches. So no podcast next week, but two He's weeks from old now, man now, then <laughs> Kylie and Aaron will both be back, and we'll all be here, and we'll do a podcast again. Doing so, more uh, Watchmen, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Is it more Watchmen? Yeah. Yes. Oh Dude, God. lots of Watchmen. <laughs> Can you tell that we love Watchmen? People who... We're like, we like your Doomsday Clock episodes. Like, oh, you do? <laughs> How about Watchmen all the, all time? the time? This is just a Watchmen show now. It's, it's basically. So this is Comic Book Club. It's a show we do once a month where uh, one of us here picks a book and we're all going to read it. This month was Kylie's pick and he chose the Before Watchmen Dr. Uh, Manhattan series. I loved it. Nice. I really did like it. Good. Before we get into the book itself, I have Especially some... you had just watched Tiny Darko, so maybe that helped a little bit. I oh, love like time travel, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Oh, I love it. I have some serious gripes with oh. the people at DC oh. because Mary and I... So we had never read any... I think we said this on the podcast before, but we've never oh, read any of the... Book? Yeah, oh, with yeah. With any, any of the Before Watchmen stuff. So when Kylie picked this, it was like, okay, well, I'm probably going to read all of these anyways. It's literally and, the worst layout. And... Um, DC did this really nice omnibus that collected all of them together. And it was like, it's like 75 bucks. It's way worth your money if, you, if you're interested in any of these at all. But, um, bad the layout. Bo- the book arrives and the issues are not, I think they're in the order that they were released. They're not together. And so, like, Dr. Manhattan issue one is on like one page and you have to flip like 150 pages to find issue two. Like, that's terrible. Is there at least a, table of contents there, there yeah, is. so it tells is. you what page to go to but that's it's still terrible, ridiculous though. like why can't you just read the why ish, i thought it would be like, like now that's how you do no that's sense. how you do something like a blackest night yeah that's how you would do black sure. that makes Collect sense but, but these are all separate way. stories yeah, right don't because do i mean i haven't read the other ones yet but from what i understood these are all fo- separate it doesn't stories. look like any of them follow not at all i don't i don't see a reason why they would have collected it that way it's really dumb so i have to give some shit to that that is pretty crappy but uh before Watchmen's really interesting because it came out, um, God, I want to say, I remember when these were coming out. I want to say like 2010, 2011 ish. Because yeah. I remember when they were um, coming out, and that's usually, that's around the time that I was getting into comics. That's right. Um, they were met with pretty 
critical approval when they came out. And I don't know, Tyler, you could speak to this better than I could. They, did they sell well? They they did. I, I think these are also, I think they sold so well that they the printing numbers were ridiculously high on these. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can get the shitty printed omnibus. Um, you could probably find all the single the issues singles. fairly cheap. And they did some hardcovers, which Kylie brought in. Yeah, I, I like I like the, the hardcovers. Was this because of the Watchmen movie? This was I two mean, years after the Watchmen movie. Two years yeah. after? Oh. I don't know if the movie prompted this by any means. I, I um, just wanted to know. I mean, it, it might have just what maybe got the ball rolling for us. Like, yeah. oh, maybe we should do something else with uh, I remember when interest. it was first announced, and I just remember thinking, this is a terrible, terrible idea. And then I remember... The day they announced the creative teams for mm-hmm. each book, and I was like, there was no name that I didn't know. They're they're all and star I was teams. Like, Holy on every shit, book. you guys yeah. did this right. Yep. So I'm like, oh, this might not be a complete fuck up. It's really weird though because they're not looked well upon by a lot of people now. That's why I'm saying it's weird mm-hmm. because like critical praise, they sold well at the time, but a lot of people now, every time I've ever brought them, I'm like, oh, I've never read them. People are like, oh, don't, don't waste your time. What? And it's yeah. like. Oh, that's interesting. That's what I heard a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think those are the the I don't I don't know if they're the, the purists, Alan Moore maybe. purists that are like no maybe. Don't do that. Um, and I I do think there is a I still see a, a lot limit. of people like the people I've, I've talked to most people I've talked to love the TV series that HBO did. Oh yeah, but I still see a lot of hate for that shit. Really? Because it's not the purists. Yeah, it's the mm. purists. I think. Well, it's like, mm. there's also another group of people. Well, yeah. that yes. really hate <laughs> the Watchmen TV series because it dared to be political, even though it's based off a comic book that's very highly political. political. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this Doctor Manhattan. It's a four issue miniseries. I, I don't know if all of them were four issues, but they're all. I think Minutemen was like six. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they were um, different. Most of them were four. I think. The one I was kind of leaning towards was the Ozymandias one because uh, Jay Lee did the art. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I think that might have been a six one too, but I'm I. It's been a while. I can't Is remember. the Black Freighter stuff in this? Um, I don't that know if it's in me the fuck this off. one. <laughs> no, this one, and it doesn't announce it, but oh. this has Night Owl, Doctor Manhattan, and the Moloch one, which was oh, also okay. written by Straczynski. Okay. That's in the back of this. Black Freighter is is in one of the. Oh, I was the, going through that omnibus and reading it. And I was like, "You tell me, there's some more fucking Black Freighter shit." I was so and it was off. Black Freighter was back up. I think in every one of them. I think you got Probably. a page or something. Yeah, and then in it's the not hard... called the Black Freighter. It's called something else, but it's it's definitely yeah. a continuation. Yeah, of yeah that. exactly. But they, I was like, not they collected it. They collected it in the heart. Everything's collected. If anyone's listened to our Watchmen episodes, they know my disdain for the Black <laughs> Freighter. I wanted to know because comic. I know that we didn't read it. So I didn't know. Oh, yeah. No, I skipped over that shit with haste. (laughs) So much haste. Maybe when I go through the when I go through the omnibus, I'll read the black the black freighter, not black freighter. You know, I will not. So my my question to you guys is before we get into this, knowing how that book is laid out for you, how quickly are you going to be like, I'm going to read this? I don't I don't think it affects it that much. Okay, but, for but me, it, for me, it would be definitely like I'll get back to this later. Um, it's definitely, definitely more of a hassle that I know it. I'm like, okay, I want to read the Rorschach one. I'm like, okay, I got to start here, then flip to this page, and then go here. Like, it, it, it definitely does. I don't know if it's enough to deter me from reading it any more or less, but it's it's more of a just like a okay. That's how when when I would sell, I just had to keep flipping back to that table of contents page and go, okay, where do uh, I need to go next? Okay, page four hundred and eighty five. When right. I would sell Blackest Night to people in trade format, I I'm like, okay, 
this is what you want. You're going to want this. You're going to want Blackest Night, and you're going to want Blackest Night Green Lantern. I'm like, core you can get. Yeah. It's not imperative by any means. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And if you get both of these, this is how you're going to have to read them. You're going to have to read the first issue in this trade. Then you're going to have to flip over to this trade and read this issue. Yeah. Then you're going to have to go back to this trade and read the next issue. And you're going to have to flip back and forth. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was so happy when I got the the Jeff Johns Green Lantern omnibuses. Because they put it all together in the order that you're, you know. I I mean, just at least those two books. It doesn't have all the other shit. But Mm. it's got the the Jeff Johns stuff in the order you're supposed to read it in. So it bounces back between Blackest Night and Green Lantern. Yeah, that's how it should be done. It is. Um... Dr. Manhattan, again, this is the only one we've read of the before Watchmen stuff. Kylie, I think, has read all of them or most of them. I've read them all, yep. Um, Even the dollar bill one. (laughs) Dr. Manhattan, I think, out of all the Watchmen characters, the the main Watchmen characters, because I know they did like Moloch and they did some of the other side characters. Speaking of like the main main group, I think Dr. Manhattan is the one that uh, I was most interested to read anyways, because... In the main Watchmen series, he's the one that you get the most background on. You know what I mean? Like, like to do a before Watchmen, and again, I haven't read them, but to do like before Watchmen on like comedian, Watchmen gives you really nothing on the comedian. Like before, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You don't. I mean, we see the one thing with the original Silk Spectre, and that's basically it. So I mean, you could do all kinds of stuff. Doctor Manhattan, we basically have a whole issue that's kind of. This is him as a child and as a young man. Like, you know what I mean? It kind of chronicles. So there, there, I was like, I wonder what that one's going to be like because there isn't as much room to play with there. They kind of, Alan Moore kind of laid that character out for the most part versus like the other ones like Silk Spectre. I mean, they really don't give you much on her. Like you could basically kind of do whatever you want or the Minutemen. They give you, they just basically tell you the Minutemen existed in Watchmen and that's basically it. Yeah. So you could do whatever you want. So I was impressed with this book by the fact that they were that Straczynski and, and I mean he's a great writer anyways but he was able to do some stuff while playing within the boundaries oh, that yeah. had already been set because again with Dr. Manhattan he didn't have as much free reign as you know Brian Azzarello and Bermejo did to do Rorschach because even Rorschach you get like that one flashback with him in Watchmen but the rest of it's pretty open do whatever you want so that was one of the first things that stuck out to me was like okay I'm curious to see what they're going to do because he's the one that we know the most about already um, Mary, what did you kind of think? Like, just general thoughts before we get into the, the um, page by page, as Aaron would say. <laughs> yeah, I really liked it. I liked, um, I feel like it gives you some more character into the mindset of how Dr. Mantat, Dr. Dr. Mantat, Dr. Mantat, <laughs> Dr. Manhattan. That's thinks. his name when he becomes a tattoo artist later <laughs> in life. <laughs> um, and it, it makes, um, sense when Lori it, like in the movie and in the in the comic book she says like something with him like changed she kind of like hints at that or she actually mm. says it um and this makes sense why he changed how he changed yeah why because he changed he fucked with things yeah i asked mary mary said no did you notice that Adam Hughes gives Dr. Manhattan a bigger dong. Yes. Than Dave Gibbons. Okay. <laughs> yes, he does. He does. Is it just, I he guess does. I just I don't did that. care. That, that, so Erin uh, asked me, she's like, well, you know, when's the when's the last time you read this? I'm like, probably when it came out in single issues. This is yeah. the last time I read it. And she's like, is there So you're any, talking close to 10 years ago. Yeah. She's like, is there anything you noticed? or not? I'm like, I noticed 
and you know when it splits <laughs> up and like you see the clock the watch like one's five minutes faster than the other yeah, i've yeah, noticed yeah. that i'm like the penis is a little bigger definitely than <laughs> like there's one spot where he's like huge that has I'm to like, be a choice right penis, it's gotta be i'm like that has to be out of use being like you know what this dr manhattan let's let's give him a little and then pride i totally here. forgot because i always rave about court of the owls yeah, yeah. Uh, especially the issue where you've got to flip the book the as you read it. Issue, yeah. When I when I hit the end of this book and I'm like, like Aaron was sitting next to me as I was finishing it, and I get to this point where I literally just take the book and flip it upside yeah. down, and she like looked at me like what? And she looked at the book and she's like, oh. And I'm like, I forgot about this part too, where you've got it. You're reading. Yeah, the book when you're reading an omnibus, that shit's not cute. I, I <laughs> literally that's a, that one of the first things I thought of. Cute. I'm like, how is this flipping that huge book for Tyler? It sucks. <laughs> it fucking sucks. <laughs> Um, it's cool it's though. It's very cool. Yeah. It is cool. Um, and the way it flips you back to is is kind of yeah. Nice. I was wondering what you guys. I was going to ask you what you kind of thought of that decision. Is it like why do you why do you think they made that choice? Um, I felt that uh, my this is just my personal feeling on it yeah. is at this point it's Doctor Manhattan's story, but at that point it's not. At that point it's. Ozymandias' story. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. so they're we're taking. They're basically they're saying, okay, this story is not his anymore. You're flipping it around, and now it's his oh, okay. until you flip it back, and then you finish the story up. Gotcha. That, that's that. That was my feel with it. Okay, was, and I love the way they kind of tie it back into Watchmen and kind of lead into what we're gonna. You know what I mean? Because obviously, if you've read, if you're reading this, you've probably read Watchmen. I would hope yeah. and assume. So you kind of like, oh, okay, I didn't know where this is going. Um, so we'll get into it here. Obviously, fucking full spoilers. We're gonna spoil the shit out of this book. Um, J. Michael Straczynski, drawn by Adam Hughes. This is before Watchmen, Doctor Manhattan. Um, it starts at a funeral. I assume this was comedian's funeral at the beginning. When I read this, I was like, "Oh, okay." I was like, "We're, we're starting here with I him." Also I, I, I did at first until I saw the distance he was standing, and I was like, "No, he was there. He was yeah. up front for comedian." So again, it's been a while since or ten sure. years since I read this. So I guess yeah, it's it, just because that's the only one we had ever seen. So I was like, "Oh, this is a, like a starting point. We're yeah. starting here yep. with him." And that was my thought again, and, mm. and of course, it's not. Um, I like the Schrodinger's cat stuff that they, oh, they yeah. do I'm like, oh yeah that's cool we see it again because this is dr manhattan and time is so I, I always have such a hard time describing this i always want to say linear last time i said that Relative. you guys were like you guys were like no it's not linear <laughs> um it's it's always all the time, time all the time all. yeah so this book hops around from place to place as you would ex- and or time to time i guess as you would expect this book to be um we see some of the stuff with Doctor with I guess a young Don, John Ast- Osterman I guess we'll call him as a young kid. Um, this book does something really interesting later on, where they kind of where Straczynski kind of comes at it from a different angle about them being two people, and that was mm-hmm. that was a, a angle I'd never looked at Doctor Manhattan at before. Where he's kind of like I be uh, that was my birth. I was I'm no longer John Austin. I became this other thing. It remind me kind of the swamp, how the swamp thing is. Like he's and, not Alec Holland. There, yeah, he, you yeah. Know, that's, but that. that was a that was a way I never looked at that character before. I was like, okay. oh, so it's almost like they're two separate entities. Like I was this guy, but now I'm this other person instead of just I was this guy and this happened to me. It and gives now a more depth yeah. to his character. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's it's Straczynski kind of trying to carve out his own little, you know, it's like, okay, how can I do this that's not just 
here's some we, stuff you already how can knew. we pay respect to what has come before but still give you some elaborate new. a little more on mm-hmm. it like he's got to flex his creative muscles a little bit too where it's like i want to do this something is the that's perfect character for straczynski to do i, I felt at least his was... uh dialogue and his inner monologue feels straight out of out of Watchmen. like he he captures the voice of that character very very well i don't i didn't ever feel like Kind of the same way that when Doomsday Clock came out, it was like it feels like Jeff Johns kind of channeling Alan Moore a little Mm. bit, but um, Straczynski, it did. But I felt Doomsday Clock being what it was needed to have that slightly different feel to it because it was incorporating the rest of the DC universe and everything. But it, it, it feels like the same character, it doesn't feel like somebody else writing Dr. Manhattan. It feels like the same character that we've read before, so. That's obviously a talent in itself. Um, All right. Yeah, let's flip the page there. Um, It's hard because I'm seeing the things from upside down. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, that's (laughs) it. It just sucks because my fucking book is too fucking big to to flip. Well, then you'd have to be like after each issue, you'd have to find where this uh, next issue is. It's a fucking big I love the the title of this uh, particular chapter was What's in the Box. Which is kind of like a a reoccurring thing that happened, you know. Especially at the end, it's like, what's in the box? What's in the box? And my head's just seven and Brad Pitt. What's in the box? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, He talks about like having this interest of a mystery in the box ever since he was young, when he was opening presents when he was a kid. It's like, there's a teddy bear and there's a fucking race car. There's infinite was in it. possibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's one Quantum of those things. Physics. Yeah. As I've gotten older, I think is true when you're looking back at your childhood as far as birthdays and Christmas goes. I almost think I, I miss the anticipation of presents more than the presents. Like, I that, that's what I liked the most was the, like, what is in this? Like, I loved opening presents more than actually getting whatever it was more often than not. Because I just, I loved that, like, what is it kind of a deal. So... It's it's very it's very childlike, but it's very still like yeah. It's that it's just that thing that I mean. Even as you grow older, sometimes you can't help yourself if someone's like there's something in there. It's like what what is it? Like you know, like you, you just you ha- you have to know. It's like yeah. what, what what's what's in the box? I like Doctor Manhattan's journey. He finds out. He he asks the question at the, the beginning. So why am I and what am I? Um, I like that this story uh, helps him kind of figure out that. This is his existential crisis. Yeah. Is Doctor Manhattan's midlife? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of he, instead of like just buying a convertible, he's like fuck time. <laughs> <laughs> um, something that's interesting, and and there's not a right or wrong way to do this. It's just very striking to me because, again, it's a character that has only appeared so many times. Um, both Dave Gibbons and then even Gary Frank in Doomsday Clock, the way they draw Doctor Manhattan is very it's. That they use a lot of thicker black lines, and there's a lot of shading and dark lines that kind of go through to kind of define him. Um, the The art in this book, Adam Hughes' art in this book, it, he draws much smoother. His lines are a lot smoother, mm-hmm. and and it, it, it's just it's just different. Like uh, Doctor Manhattan is is almost just a pure blue straight. There's not as many definition lines and stuff that go through. And it's just different is all. It's like, oh, that's different than I'm used to seeing that character look. He wanted to be in the blue man group. Because like Gary Frank, I think, definitely tried to kind of honor Dave Gibbons in Doomsday Clock. While still kind of doing, it still looks like Gary Frank's artwork, but he was definitely kind of trying to. There are times with this, uh, because it is Adam Hughes, and if you're familiar with 
Adam Hughes's art. Um, there were times where I'm like, that looks like Dr. Manhattan from the movie. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, he, the way he, he draws oh, th- th- there's one panel I even point out to Mary when we got there. I was like, you can tell this came out after the movie because there's one panel with the comedian where they where he just straight up draws. Uh, what's his name? I said his name earlier. I don't know. I've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> the comedian. Yeah. Hashtag I've been drinking. God damn it, that's gonna piss me. Um, Negan, what the yeah. fuck is his name? I don't know. I was almost there. That's gonna fuck the fuck out of me. Because I, I said it earlier and it was just like wrapped up my tongue. Like, oh yeah, he's just straight up drawing that guy. <laughs> never ask me actors' names. I will never know. I'm Jeffrey just, Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, thank you. And But like, it, it, it's so clearly Jeffrey Dean Morgan in that panel. I was like, oh yeah, you could tell this was post-Watchmen movie when this came out. Because like the, the comedian in the Watchmen book, like... Je- you can tell Jeffrey Dean Morgan is a good casting for that character, but like you know what I mean, he he, it, they're different, yeah, right? Yeah. Obviously, because it came out way earlier. Like the one in this, like oh yeah, that's that's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Like he's not even kidding around, which is fine. Um, I like that they're kind of showing John's kind of commitment to his work and everything. He's getting invited to these different things, and it's like, no, I can't. Got to finish this. Yeah. Got to finish this. Like the, she even makes a comment like. They said you wouldn't come, but I just said someone just has to ask him, and he's yeah. still he's still. I'm, and yeah. I'm just like, that's me. That's that's how I am. <laughs> <laughs> There's a panel. Okay, it's not. It's coming up later, but it, it struck me, and it, it's going to be weird to say, but I promise it has nothing to necessarily do with the content of the panel itself. But the, there's a panel later with Janie Slater and John having sex, but it's it's an it because I mean you've seen. Uh, through other books, sex criminals and different things, and, and even just any other books where it's like, where the, where they where they kind of draw sex, especially with a woman on top. Um, yeah. it, it, it's an angle that I had never seen it done from, and I was like, oh, that's an interesting choice that like Adam Hughes probably made, where like they kind of he angles the panel kind of from above her, where it's her face looking up at the camera, and like they're still able to cover everything because he kind of has her hands over her breasts and everything. And I was like, I've never seen it drawn that way before because usually you get kind of like from the side and you kind of see her over yeah. him and it's kind of shadowed just so you know and i was like oh like it, it just stuck out to me because like oh that's like that like that was creative choice to me that i'd noticed i was like oh that's something that not everybody else would do i love uh later on too and again i'm jumping all over the place but it's just the things that are coming to my head i love kind of the whole background with his parents that we get in this book that that was a thing where oh, i was yeah, like oh that, that really justifies yeah, this yeah. book's existence right there like that that was a good little yeah, nugget nice. of information like hey, that's something we didn't have that i'm glad exists now i, I do like uh, on this page where he's he's uh oh, he's going back to, to he's going back to gila flats and he's because he, he mentions this a lot where he's like i'm seeing this but I'm also there at the same time. But yeah. time is time is all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he he talks about how like even back then he was seeing it. How yeah. is that possible? This is kind of where things are starting for him. Like eventually, when, when he was still John Osterman, he still felt like a deja vu. Yeah, when there's he like a deja vu yeah. walking in there. So he's like, okay, so I've it's always I've been there the whole time. I've it's all it's. It, Time is all. I don't. I don't know the best mm. way to, to describe it. But yeah, and here's it's... a fun way that Shazinski can kind of put stuff into scenes that we had already seen before, mm. where we see kind of their first Watchmen meeting, where we we had seen in Watchmen where he's kind of gawking at at Laurie for the first time and everything, but uh, they're going to split up into these teams and he manipulates that they're pulling like 
drawings out of the hat. He changes Rorschach to Silk Spectre. Yeah, he changes it so that he can link up with Silk Spectre. That's one of those things like, oh, that gives that a little bit more. And again, it's like, you have to give JMS credit because he's trying to find little things like, okay, we already know so much about this guy. What if we put this in there that kind of changes this? Because he doesn't really have as much to work with as the other creators did for the the other titles in the series. So, um, and it, and it feels very on brand. It feels like something he would have done. Mm-hmm. So, and I like uh, the panels too, where it's like you kind of see the the ink changing on the the little note. So, and this is where Doctor Manhattan is talking about. Uh, there was two paths that he could have taken. He was either gonna go on patrol with Rorschach, or he changed it to go with Silk Spectre. And then he says that when he changed it, then the other timeline died. He he figured it would just collapse in. Yeah, yeah. that's this what he is, thought. Yeah. Is, yeah. That this book plays a lot with the whole multiverse kind of theory yeah. of like this is the shit it's I cool. love. of yeah. like every decision has two possible outcomes. Like every time you've ever when you get to it, multiple. there's multiple. Sure, yeah. like every like from time this, you've it ever branches off to like, am I gonna go through this door? Am I gonna go through this door? Every time you've ever walked down the street and you turn left, there's an alternate reality where you turn right, and then your whole life maybe could have been different or whatever. Every decision branches off into this new reality where you just get this you know infinite amount of possibilities and stuff i really like the way they do it this may be the best use of that at least maybe in a comic that i've ever seen because i I like the way they because they show you both and it and it and did you did you were you ever confused when you were reading this did you ever feel confused like what now what's going on there was one point he did get confused yeah yeah. the the very first time you get to a double page where it was the same well not exactly the same but yeah yeah, yeah. because that's where i noticed the watch had different times because I, I read i kind of went i was like oh i already read this page i was like wait no i didn't oh they're the same and then i kind of looked and i'm like oh no wait the newspaper's different um but it was just like a quick like oh what is this and then i got it okay. so it wasn't so i, I, I felt with what the the matter he's putting into this the story i thought straczynski did an awesome job he did conveying this oh like, yeah I, yeah it i felt it they could it could be really confusing but he i felt it it was pretty made it straightforward simple. Yeah, made yeah, a complex yeah. thing simple enough he yes. breaks it down enough where yeah it's, it's accessible there's probably few writers that could have tackled something like this where are we at here uh janie's jealous and wants to go home oh yeah yeah fuck janie <laughs> <laughs> how dare she be upset about her man gawking at another woman who she thinks she is i like this whole thing about um things and you see it in his father and then you also see it in him uh but when when he's still john this whole idea of like the stubbornness of like things have to work because there's no reason that it shouldn't work like if all the pieces are in place the way they should be they have to work and you see his dad kind of going through this denial the the government's basically come to to inform him that his son has died. Yeah, this is yeah. After and John was caught in the machine, and he's like, "We'll just put him back to just yeah, fix him, fix, fix him, him. Put, put him back together." There's a way to fix this. Yeah, and they and they he even says something like, "We tried to reverse the machine to see if that would like recreate him, and it didn't work." Yeah. Um, and it's really cool because you kind of see his progress which, which of putting himself also back made together. me think on the second reading 
when when that is said here, like you know, we did try to do that to see if it worked. Did is that what did it? Yeah, is that what brought him back? Yeah, you know, it 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 gives it a whole other layer of yeah. like, oh, I can kind of appreciate this for another reason now. Um, I really connected with the whole thing of him trying to fix Janie's watch where it's like this should work there's no reason that it shouldn't work like when everything's you, in its right place and it should do this and when you tighten the spring it yeah needs to... I related to that because that's the way I think a lot of times every time something's not going the way I want to I'm like why why is this not working this is here this is here and that's like, why I can't do computer shit because oh, like yeah. I'm like no that's this a should whole work thing. oh yeah no it, it is um, but he has this <laughs> whole thing where he's like computer. I, I'm not where he says like <laughs> if you push a child on the swing it doesn't stay in its you know it comes it's back come back yeah because that's, that's just what it does yeah. that's the, how things the, work when this is put here this is supposed to happen there's no reason that this shouldn't happen um but he fucked with time and that's yeah. why it's not working but it's kind of a theme they play with through the whole book where later on he's talking to night owl the original night owl and again it's a scene that we saw in Watchmen, but they she shows you more of that conversation where he talks about i'm gonna fix cars and stuff and it's his de- it's it's his desire to find something in life that he can control where he's mm-hmm. like that's the one thing i know i can like do. i can like, force this to work yeah i, I it's there's so many things that are out of my control this is in my control i can fix a car yeah. like i can figure out what's wrong with it and i can make it work mm-hmm. um which again it just that was a relatable thing to me because i that that's kind of the way my mind is wired too like there's so many things in life you can't control just focus on the things that you can but at the same time, I do stress over, like, why doesn't this work? Yeah. Everything's in place. Why is this not fucking going the way that I want? Then you find out one battery's flipped the wrong way. <laughs> You're like, mother. Son of a bitch. bitch. Son of a bitch. Um, I love any of the, like, full page spreads that Hughes gets to do here. Really, really awesome. So this is the moment, I believe, where he's thinking he's only gone back to, basically, you know, only see back to the accident where yeah. he where he is basically created and he's never thought about anything before. going further than that yeah. yeah so he decides i'm gonna see if i can go further than this even and further beyond and he yes. does and he does and he goes back and he's nobody can see him obviously yeah, but it's, it's just, just his, his consciousness. consciousness yeah is what he says yeah um and so they're at the it's very much like ghost of christmas past yeah where it's like he's just watching his his shit so he's at the testing place and his past self says that he needs to go get JD's watch, which we all know what is supposed to happen. But in here, this does not happen. He was fast enough that he was able to get out. And our current Dr. Manhattan is like, what the fuck? Yeah. He's like, wait, <laughs> yeah. this isn't how this goes down. You broke time, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. The, the, the covers were all awesome for this. Yeah, I the like first the first one and the one. fourth one are my favorite. The fourth one is just yeah, gorgeous. And They're all really in good the back though. matter of this. I don't know if the omnibus has any. It does extra have a cover gallery. I didn't flip through. I saw it's at the end. They have a cover. But this gallery. does have cover gallery, but it also has like uh, sketch pages. And, oh, okay. And, That'd be you know, cool. Different yeah. outlines. Of stuff, that might be in the really omnibus cool. as well. I'm not sure. Oh, th- this is the panel I was talking about earlier with uh, oh, okay, with, yeah. with Janie yeah. on top of John. Yeah, it was just like, oh, I'd never seen it drawn like that way before, and it was just like, I think as an artist, and again, I'm not an artist, but I think as an, it putting myself in the shoes of an artist, I think you're always trying to find like what's a way to show this that hasn't been done by every comic exactly. artist ever, yeah. put a different angle on it, 
And I remember watching an old interview with Todd McFarlane back in the day because I love him. Um, where he, he was talking about how important that was to him when he was younger. And he's like, when I was drawing like Spider-Man or something, he's like, you'd always try to like, what's something you could do? Like, if he's like, if I'm going to have like Aunt May pouring coffee and talking, I'm not going to show her pouring it. I'm going to show the coffee cup and you're going to see her reflection in the, in the coffee pot. And then so like, like what's a way you can just make this more visually interesting to look at. That's not the same thing everyone's done for the last 80 years. And a, a lot of times when you, when you watch, um, watch a lot of documentaries and stuff and like when artists go to cons and you see these artists showing like you know you have hey dark horse will be looking at people's stuff and you can set up an appointment for them to look at your art a lot of times when i see a lot of this this uh, footage of people showing them their art mm-hmm. a lot of that's a lot that you hear it's like this is the same you gotta you gotta figure out something new this yeah is the same thing and sometimes sees. it can be something as simple as this yeah. where it's not even you're not even reinventing the wheel it's just like something that's going to catch you where like, oh i haven't seen that every before. time i've seen in a comic book a woman on top of a man it's it's either one of two things it's it's the side that we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier where it's shadowed just so or it's from the back because you can show the woman's whole back and kind of exactly. get and get that it, it's one of those two angles he decided, like, what if we kind of did it from, like, a bird's eye thing and looking down on it, and we still find a way to cover everything up, but it's just, it's a little more visually pleasing. It's like, oh, it catches your eye. At least yep. it did to me. Because it's different. It's it's yeah. not the normal. And, again, I, I think that's what you're hoping for as an artist, to like, make somebody go, oh, that's different. And, like I said, I, I noticed that it caught my eye the second I saw it. So, and, again, that's just one of those things I think that comes from reading as many comics as we do, yeah. you know? Like you just you start to notice the same old same old stuff all the time, same angles, same panel layouts. Um, and in this new reality that has been created, John has not turned into Doctor Manhattan. He has now proposed to Janie. He's the Sandman, apparently. I yeah, mean, <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like, this looks He's got so the familiar. Haircut. He's got that. That, that would have been shirt. cool if it was like he reverses time and he just becomes the Sandman. <laughs> like, oh. He's in a whole different uh, comic universe. <laughs> Not even owned by the company that owns his. his universe. Like, oh, shit. Uh, it, it is kind of clever that uh, he wins Janie a, a teddy bear at the uh, the carnival or the fair, whatever you want to call it. And the teddy bear is ripped and it's got the little jewelry box inside of it. And he proposes. Yes, she says. He actually never really yes. proposes. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> she she just like, goes, what oh, say? what is this? He goes, well, I'm hoping I hear what I want to hear. It's either yes or no. He goes, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's wow. how Tyler read that. His mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you did. You also didn't ask me, did you? No, I didn't. You didn't. Oh. Yeah. No, didn't. <laughs> you didn't. I was just like, you want to? Like, hey, babe, what are you doing Saturday? Oh God. You get <laughs> I just noticed uh, this is the carpet from the, the Shining. That has to be a choice, right? I would have. Oh, or maybe okay, it was then? just a very popular carpet. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I would think it's just popular. Looks like the carpet in every. Maybe they're getting married in every hotel, hotel slash casino <laughs> you've ever seen. Maybe. <laughs> oh shit! Um, and it, also in this reality, his dad is alive. And he's helping him with his tie. His name is John, too. They could have had a here's Johnny John thing John. going. Oh, my gosh. John John? John <laughs> Missed John opportunity. John. Big time. I love the these pages that have kind of the rip. They kind of mm-hmm. show where the split takes place. 
very cleverly done. And again, yes. it's it's not an overly complex thing, but it lets you know immediately when you see it. Like, okay, I see what we're doing. It, it gets what what it is across. Mm-hmm. It just it shows it you works. there's a split in the the realities. He either goes left or he goes right, and when he goes left, certain things happen. When he goes right, certain things happen. I love the little kid just on the last page there. The little kid that's asking him like, "Are you a scientist?" It's like, "Is your is the math, is math hard?" hard? <laughs> oh, I yeah. want to be a scientist too, but yeah, not that the little math kid is was hard. cute. Yeah. And he was like, oh, he's like sometimes. sometimes. Kid, the math is always hard. If you're Kenny, if Kenny's listening, that's how math works. Huh? It's an inside joke, me and Kenny. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Obviously right. something that we weren't going to get. Do we want to talk about left choice, right choice? That This was the first page that caught me off guard. Because this is the first kind of double page thing. Strange. Where I read this one and then I started reading. I was like, because again, sometimes I'm like, I'm reading... And I'm kind of reading and I'm kind of like looking up at the TV, whatever she's doing. Well, this is or like, or I'll talk to her for a minute. You know what I mean? So I read the page and I kind of came back to it. I'm like, oh, I already read this page. And this, I'm like, wait a minute. This no, is I a didn't. book that going into it, I like I had read it before. So I knew the complexity of it. Yeah. To a point like there was a point near the end. Like I said, um, Aaron was getting ready to leave. Yeah. And it was near the end and like she was, I think she was talking on her phone. She was doing stuff. I just had to set the book down because I'm like, I need to pay attention. Yeah. I can't have This is something that requires yeah, you. Yeah, I need to pay attention, attention to what I'm yeah. reading. And so at first I was like, are they the same? And I went back and the first thing I noticed was, yeah, the news, the newspapers are different. And... The and the, and the time that actually yeah, did you notice that at all? No, this is the first time I noticed it. They don't bring it up and they don't mention it at all. Because I even like. He's I guess like, you're supposed it's... to just. They're just respecting you enough to Where? either get it or not. Yeah. I don't see the seconds. It's not the. They look the, the same. Thing. That's on big hands on three. God damn it, Kai! If you brought this up and the watches are the same, I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> My God, no! Am I the, just that messed up? Okay, never mind. <laughs> The watches are the same. It's almost okay. like the Doomsday Clock covers where the hand was moving that's, a little that's bit That's messed closer. up, man. I swear I even did the thing. I'm like, well, wait, that's five minutes. That's a five. Maybe I'm in a different reality. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> did you guys notice the blood on the back? Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> There's more blood. Every uh, single time. Um, so, left choice, uh, really utter chaos. I, I fucking comedians <laughs> in charge utter chaos yes. washington that was gets the one exploded. where i was like that's straight up jeffrey dean morgan that was the that battle is, and that was when i was looking at the newspaper back here i was even like is that supposed to be the comedian and sure I was enough, wondering that, yes, yeah. yes it is that was the one that caught my eye where i was like oh you're just drawing the actor which is yeah. i mean fine yeah. you get great work at marvel doing that <laughs> going to the right choice ozzy mendeas there's peace and nothing got exploded we're gonna, talk, we're gonna missiles crisis averted is that is what the the paper says um and then we go back to where he did find her and then if he chose the right choice then he's like he has to choose between the first dance or the last dance and first dance last dance i i really like this This was so cool when i was reading this i was thinking that was kind of fucked up where it's like hey my dad kind of wants to know if he can have the... I know it's tradition, the husband gets the first dance, but my dad's like, fuck you, you getting the first dance? What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, I'm getting the first dance. Tell your dad to fuck up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. At the wedding, you're getting the first dance? Oh, wow. I have some wedding stories I can tell off the air. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's just like one of those things to me where I'm like, I also no, have wedding stories I could tell off a, the air. No. 
But that's like a that's to be like no that's for the husband and the wife like you don't get the first the dad doesn't I, get the first dance get the fuck out of here. Did, <laughs> did we so, have our? You are so bitter about. Well, like this. I like I have I have two daughters myself, but I'm not gonna show up like I have the first. No, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Sit your ass down. There'll be time after. You have the second day. Who are you, Donald Trump? Come oh on. look. <laughs> um. So in some choices, that president is alive. JFK is alive. The other one, he dies. Uh, and then it just, I love this. Page. I like this big yeah. page. Yeah, awesome. There's a lot of shit going on, and it's one of those things. I was kind of because I kind of had to read this last minute for the podcast. I wish I would have spent more time going over all these images, and because I'm sure they all have more significance than I probably gave them. I like this one where a comedian is actually holding his baby instead yeah, of killing it. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he stayed in Vietnam with his woman, and at least like he didn't kill her. What, yeah, at least, like, least that's like, what I'm seeing there. Is like, I like the one where he's actually holding his child instead of killing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who who's this guy? That's Owl Man. Is that Owl Man? Well, Night Owl. But Night I was gonna say it's Owl Man. Owl Man owl. is more fun to say. Night Owl. <laughs> okay, I didn't. I don't know. There's no Rubber Man. Why did I think there was a Rubber Man? <laughs> It's a plastic man. Um, they're at a, a dinner party. Man. Janie and John are at a dinner party with uh, his dad. Is that his dad? And Wally talk about Schrodinger's cat again. And then you see that, you know, he is like Schrodinger's cat. Like, mm. is he alive or did he die and become Dr. Manhattan? I, I love the way they kind of play with just, yeah, was it this or was it this? There, there's two choices for everything. Again, it's the theme through the whole book, but it's just it's done so, so well. Uh, oh, I like every time too that they have like a reflection of something. It's always Doctor Man. Like there was what, there was a great one. I think we passed earlier when he's getting ready for his wedding in the tuxedo, and he turns away from the mirror, and it's Doctor Manhattan's reflection in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that was really. This is one. Awesome the reflection day. in the glass reminds me of Manhattan from the movie. I don't know if it's like the weird eyeliner around his eyes or whatnot. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I does, can see huh? that. Yeah. And again, that's that's one of those where it's like. Doctor Manhattan is Doctor Manhattan. They nailed him in the movie. Yeah, so it's, yeah. yeah it's... The the one in the He'll HBO show, the I don't same. think looks quite as good as the one in the movie does. It's also TV budget. He's black, right? Is that, no. is that your problem with it? No, yeah. he's blue. He's blue. Actually, I always, I always <laughs> call Tyler Kylie. <laughs> he's, he's yeah, Kylie. He's, he's blue actually. Um, part of it, I think, throws me off because there's parts where they give him pupils. I think that throws me off a little that bit. That is odd. Yeah. Um, but they? again, yeah. Yeah. There's oh. parts where he has just the white eyes. There's other parts where they give him pupils. I guess I didn't notice that. I'm kind of bummed. Uh, this is way off topic now, but <laughs> I'm 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 still bummed that we never got to see that original Doctor Manhattan in the HBO show. Because and, and if you haven't seen this, this is, means nothing to you. But in the first episode where he used where Doctor Manhattan shows up, it's like episode eight or nine. It's called like "God Walks Into a Bar." It was my favorite. Oh, where he's wearing the, the mask show. the whole time. Yeah, and and. Because he has a different voice then, because he has like the voice of a white guy, I guess, mm. and then he he changes bodies to become this other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we and we you never actually see that version of Doctor Manhattan. You just see like his hands, like, and that was when I was like, I want to see a show. <laughs> it, it, it irritated me, and I'm like, I wonder what he looked like. They but. probably weren't confident in it. Um, so John is still trying to fix that clock, and Janie says, uh, maybe time is broken. It's time and, is and, broken. and she's saying kind of snarkily, like. Eh. Maybe not like that. Is but. that what you got? I don't know. I didn't get that. I just thought it was like, maybe time is... I, I thought it was more of a, Oh, I thought it was kind of I, like I, a, 
I don't know the way she's silhouetted there, which I've I've passed the page now. Yeah, which is kind of sexy in her little negative. But the way you don't <laughs> see it, the way you don't see her face and mm-hmm. the way she's delivering that, I felt it was maybe his. It it's in his subconscious saying maybe this is what's oh. going on maybe I, time I, is I took it i took it as very kind of like I didn't think oh, I, 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 maybe just, you can't just, fix the watch because time is broken. oh no just like, just looking how that is how there is no face to her i felt it was oh. his mind going this is the problem gotcha you fucked things up we need oh, to fix this oh i didn't get that at all you I watched like Donnie that, dark <laughs> i guess i do i guess i need to watch i'll watch the director's cut maybe i actually didn't get it <laughs> Again, I, I like the way that Hughes draws because it is so smooth. It's just so different to me to see Dr. Manhattan with such, which is not as much definition and lines going through him and stuff. But it also, it doesn't look bad. It's just different as all. But it's a lot of rounder lines. Very Everything's just very smooth. It's beautiful. All these pages are awesome. I, the, the world being destroyed. Yep. Oh, yeah. One thing I was kind of uh, impressed by, not I don't want to say impressed, happily surprised by, was I just assumed because it was Watchmen, I assumed that all of these before Watchmen's were going to be done in a nine-panel grid, and oh, this okay. one's not. So oh, wait was, until you read the Ozymandias oh, one with uh, Jay like, Lee art. Oh my God, there's he does some. This sweet one does shit. a nine-panel grid for a page or two. It kind of comes in and out, but it's not the whole thing. And I was like, okay, like that's as much as I love that format. I'm like, I'm kind of glad that they didn't. I feel like that that was necessary to do. So we get into our third issue now, right? Yep. Oh, yep. Yep. I I get some mad Chris Evans vibes from this uh, John yeah? Osterman here. I don't know why, that. but uh, very much like a pre Captain America, very like not another teen movie Chris Evans here. Well, even in this panel here, like. Even though the penis is smaller, it's bigger than normal. Don't, don't you think? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, all right. So this you is also where... noticed that uh, he well no he mutes the balls the, are hanging. No, off. nothing to do with that. Uh, no, but all, really all the big. scenes of all the scenes of him on Mars, the the colors are much more man spreading. As far as Mars goes, like in Watchmen, it's very vibrant red and pink sand. There, there's one scene where he, I think he's looking, he's on Mars, and he's he's maybe he's looking at the picture, but Mars looks blue. Uh-huh. But the way that panel's drawn, it's like it's the glow of him, and that's what I loved about that panel. Oh, okay. Like it should be red, but because we're seeing it from that perspective, it's it, that we're makes seeing sense. The blue. Uh-huh. I just found it interesting. Like, oh, they choose they chose not to make Mars red in this book. Anytime you see him on Mars, it's never like red or pink sand, which is weird because like in Watchmen, it's so vibrantly red and pink. You know, so it's, it's just different as all. This page is amazing with all like the Legion. kind of splintering, yeah, but all the uh, Dr. Manhattan and Osterman heads that are kind of circling into this the fractals. Yeah. That mm-hmm. that probably was a pain in the ass to draw. But it looks awesome. That's where computers come in handy. Yeah, compute. Yeah, <laughs> copy and paste. So <laughs> Goddamn it. Okay. So yeah, he's on Mars. He's talking about how like timelines. He's starting to figure out where the choice was made yep. uh, that caused all these alternate realities to happen. And if he can kind of write Bring it the back. Yeah, yeah, everything should kind of collapse within itself to go back to. Because basically, everything's ending with nuclear yeah, war. Every, yeah. It, the world is just ending basically 
he wants to any choice it. he makes causes now he's remembering where the change was made at it was at the uh the watchman meeting where he changes the the card from rorschach to the silk specter that we saw earlier oh okay so this is where they get into the stuff with his parents so was this even really hinted at that much in Watchmen? I can't remember. This felt like it kind of came out of so nowhere to me. No. But like Osterman makes sense. Like okay, that's, you know German name. Um, well, I think for sure. I think we did know that he was German. I, um, I, I, I don't think, think that we knew anything about the mom though. Do Do they say in Watchmen that he was an immigrant that he came over during the war and stuff? I can't. I think in. I think they did. Yeah. Either way, this is amazing. Where. Um, his mother was Jewish, his father was not. Um, and they're in Germany, 1939, and obviously the, the Jews are being rounded up and everything, and they they come for his mother. And at first, I I if I was really taken by the fact that she was like, "You should go, like let just let me go. They're never gonna they're never gonna bother you, mm. you know." And like. Everyone was already upset that you married a Jewish woman anyways. No one's going to protect me. And um, I don't know, that, that caught me by surprise to read that. I was like, oh, that's an interesting way to go with it. Where she's like, save yourself. Like. Yeah. But he's like, hey, he has this plan. And he's like, this is what we're going to do. We're, we're going to do gonna, this. We're yeah. going to do this. And she's Convinces like, just because her. you mm-hmm. promise it's going to work doesn't mean it's going to work that way. I, I also love that, too, because it, it's setting such a groundwork for who he is as a person and who John will kind of later be where it's like you just because you speak something, you can't speak it into existence just because you say something's going to happen the way that you think it does. You can't control this. Yeah. And especially in the frame of like Nazi Germany at that time, it's like, this is bigger than you. This is bigger than any of us. Like these are things out of our control there. There's bigger things at play here. You can't fix this. Um, but their plan is to hide John in a wagon and they're going to try to get across the border, act like they're bringing in supplies of some kind or something. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, they only had, what, five kilometers or something to go. Yeah. They made it four and, and they, they got, got caught stopped. by Nazis. Mm-hmm. And They want to see their papers. Yep. And of course, they're like, well, search the wagon. And uh, his mom runs off and freaks out. She yeah. gets shot. Saving your son. Basically buys them the time to save themselves. Yeah. 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 Well, and taking the attention off of them. That off way they the would wagon. shoot her. Basically, I mean, she made the decision, they're going to kill me, mm-hmm. but they might not kill John. Yeah. And again, it's illustrated beautifully later in a page where it's like the two, where it's like him laying there alive and him laying there yeah. dead. Yeah. Um, there, there's some part of me, I don't know if it's just the parent part of me, whatever, that really kind of felt the emotion of the dad running over there where he's like, please be alive, please be alive, whatever, when he opens it up and John's there. Do you guys see his scarf is blue? Oh, no. <laughs> be really cool if there was a little circle on it somewhere. Do you guys notice the blood on the back of the bit? Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like when they finally get to America, This this idea of John's dad being this just like... I mean, also he's depressed because he's lost his wife and everything, and their whole they had to up and leave their whole life and everything. But he kind of just throws himself into his work, and it's like he just wants to be the best. Whatever he's gonna do, he has to be the best. Yeah, and I think that kind of speaks to that immigrant mentality, especially back in the day. It's like if you're gonna come here, 
I, you like, need to earn it. I got to come here with something to offer. I have to show that I that I'm a you know what I mean a necessity. I'm a, I'm a quality to have. I'm something valuable. It also could here. be he's of course he's he's fending for him him and his son, but yeah. maybe he's putting himself into work to forget yeah. the shit he's gone through. Definitely, that's kind of yeah. He's throwing himself into his work to distract him from obviously his wife is gone. I like where his dad says um, in the moment that she decided to run away, she chose to give away all of her choices so that oh, they can so, make their choices. That's so beautifully written. Straczynski's amazing. That was like some of my favorite dialogue of the whole book where it's yeah. like she gave away all of her future choices to let us have the choices we're going to have. Yeah. Whatever. And I was like, damn, that's, that's kind of beautiful. Actually. And this like, is where Dr. Manhattan is like, okay, well, I can't, I, sh- you know, should give away my choices, have other people make the choices because anything that I do is causing these bad things to happen. Yeah. He has this kind of like self-reflecting thing where he's like, I am the most powerful being in the known universe. Yeah. Do I deserve this power? Should I have it? Is it best for me to, yeah, give myself away? You know, and that's that. That's not something that we see John really deal with or even contemplate in Watchmen at all, where him kind of dealing with his mortality or with the power that he has wondering if he deserves it or not that's never really talked about in Watchmen at all so that was yeah. kind of that was something interesting to this see this is really great character development to see where the Dr. Manhattan that we have always known uh, comes in this page is also a bitch to read in the omnibus <laughs> yeah because the pat the yeah. these uh, little caption boxes go it was kind of a bitch to read in this where, where when it hits the upside down part all I had to do was just flip the book upside down yeah. this one i was like okay okay i tried to just be cool and not yeah. flip it upside yeah. down and see if i could get the gist <laughs> of it it sucks it, you know it sucks you can't read upside down no oh neither can you no one's that good don't stop talking to yourself i can but you're not it's not gonna you're focused more on reading upside down than what you're reading exactly oh. so yeah. okay like you're always like, I could do this. Don't and act like, like you're special. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> you're listen, not special. <laughs> some people can do it, and you know, then there's idiots. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. Wow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> On the next responsible men podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's thinking they're all high and mighty. There you go. Yes. Taking shots at the responsible men. Yes. Let's see how it is. <laughs> Uh, here's some stuff that we see in Watchmen 2 with Janie giving him the beer for the first time. We're kind of replaying that, but again, getting different inner monologue from Dr. Manhattan than what we'd seen in Watchmen before. This is what he had said, you know, at one point he was like, oh, I'll give her the first beer. Uh, no, she actually gets him the first beer, which causes them to go to the pier. Yep. To the, is that a pier? It's a yeah. car- It's like a carnival, carnival that they go yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. That's where they get their picture taken. It looks like a pier. Yeah. So that's why I said that. It's probably a like, pier? Yeah. A pier. <laughs> I was standing on the pier, and then they sleep together. After like an hour of ta- him, them talking about fixing her watch, because that's what gets the girls going. I guess <laughs> oh, yeah. she's a nerd. <laughs> um, and nerd. then, <laughs> and then uh, we finally get to the point where he's uh, left the watch and his coat uh, in the the place. I forget what it's called. Where he the flats? Yes. Is it what? I was hoping for some. I was hoping for some joke of them laying in bed together, being like, "How long have we been going at it?" Like, I don't know. My watch is broken. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, our, tell you. <laughs> our John's monologue says, you know, sometimes he walks faster, sometimes he lulls, sometimes he, uh, but in this moment, he makes sure that he, he just fixes the time. This is the point. This is, we're at the point now where he's going back and trying to change everything to how it was before. Yeah. He's, he's changing everything. So everything. This fucking page, before. dude, uh, is so, cool. so goddamn beautiful. And the lead up to it. Where he, he's basically acknowledging that he has to allow his accident to happen again. Mm-hmm. But the l- last little thing of don't be afraid. And then we see him just being blown to pieces again. Yeah. I love it because it's not just a straight up recreation of the Dave Gibbons page from Watchmen. It's definitely an homage, but it's way more detailed. And it's mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like, oh, we're just doing that thing again. It's like, oh, he kind of did it differently. Yeah. And I, I love that page. It's freaking phenomenal. So this is when you find out at the beginning of the uh, series, he's at a funeral. He's actually at his funeral. Again, yep. very uh, <laughs> ghost of Christmas past. Like, as a ghost, <laughs> ghost of Christmas future, like, whose poor grave is this? It's yours, Ebenezer. <laughs> I know. I just that did the, like the goofy. It was know. the Disney one. <laughs> That's my frame of reference for Christmas Carol. Is the Disney one. Oh, let's see. Look at that penis. It is so much bigger. <laughs> the, uh, the the Disney Christmas Carol and the Muppets Christmas Carol are the only two I need. You could have everything else. I prefer the Patrick Stewart. Patrick guy. Stewart one's pretty sweet, but the Muppets one has Michael Caine. It's sure. not He's bad. Good. He's good. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Uh, John goes and talks to Ozymandias and he explains uh, all of the stuff that he has witnessed and gone through and how he fixed it. Oh, also, but let's talk about another thing, too, that we see in Watchmen a lot, but was never actually explained. We see John teleport all the time mm-hmm. and how he oh, transports yes. people. I love it. So oh, he gives, that, it, yeah. gives this awesome explanation of how he does that, where he's like, because uh, Adrian asks him, like, do you basically just break us down to molecules and move them from one place to the And he's like, no, it's much easier to just stay in one place and move this time and space move around the universe. Yeah. Basically. And it's like, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be more work to move the earth around you? Cause it's less damaging. It's le- yeah. Less, that, that was, that was the word less damaging to us. Um, like that's really interesting. Actually. Like it was one of those things like, I didn't need an explanation for that, but it's cool. Kind of reminds me of Star Trek where it's like that. that's how they basically they're just they're not traveling They're Yeah, they're just boom. I don't know. He kind of spills moving his, space around them. to get. Oh, to yeah, yeah. He kind of spills his guts to Adrian about what happened. You know, he's like, I mess with time. And then I, I thought it, he goes every, you know, version of these alternate timelines were ending in this nuclear war. So I corrected my mistakes and all the timelines collapsed upon each other. So this is how everything was supposed to be. But now I can't see the future anymore. It's and static. It's static. And he goes, I still. It has and, a little bit of a doomsday clock vibe. Yeah. He's yeah, like, all you can see is death and uh, something else. And blah, oh, it's so beautiful how they foreshadow the Rorschach stuff where he's like, all I see is death and I feel like I'm responsible yeah. for it. Oh, it's so good. And again, it's, it's Hughes being smart enough to be like, okay, look, I could just draw my version of the Manhattan blowing up Rorschach panel, but like they show it from you from his point. Like, you know what I mean? It's not, let's just recreate that panel, do it in a different way. So that way it's not the same thing that we've seen before. 
I like the Ozymandias uh, little eye twitch uh, when yeah. when Doctor Manhattan says it here. I was like, oh, I went through and I was he like, noticed oh, there it, it yeah. is. He's like, I, he's like, I'm kind of impressed. I noticed it. I caught it. Yeah. yeah. And then especially when you get to Adrian's stuff later, yes. where he's like, just keep a straight face. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Adrian, this is my, for my, all the marbles. Yeah. Keep the poker face going strong. That, that's what I liked about this is this conversation is where. Such he, a good. He, he gets his idea. Of it's such a good from, lead in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you think this is where he gets the idea? I, I feel. I feel yeah. him sitting now with Doctor Manhattan. This is a, the whole time. This is going on. Adrian is attaching all this. Going. This is what I'm going to do. Oh, is that see, not this what you is got where out he, of that? I got out of it because he, that's why he's like, I can't do this. My oh my sh- my heart just sped up there for a second. I can't. Yeah. I can't give away anything because he's coming up with his plan. While this is happening, he's like, hopefully oh, he just see, thinks it's just excitement. I, I like, took it as he already had it, and he would like the like. He's like, don't, don't, no, I don't, th- I think don't he, lead him on. I that think you're he already... had a general idea of something, but okay. this conversation they had, this is this is while well, while they're having this conversation, I think everything was just clicking into place for him, mm-hmm. and that's why he was like, I need to calm down because he's, I think in his head he's formulating everything at that moment. Uh-huh. And he's trying to just remain calm so John doesn't catch. And again, yeah, shout out to on. the HBO show. Some of the best scenes in that show are the conversations between Doctor Manhattan and Ozymandias. Their conversation, especially before they do what they eventually do to Doctor Manhattan in that show, some of their back and forth they have, where it's like, "I'm thinking about doing this. Is this really the right idea?" Kind of thing. Um, it's just, it's. Uh, I I wish there was more of these two together throughout Watchmen. Because they, they they're the two most interesting characters. Like Rorschach is kind of a favorite because he's so out there. But like just the most interesting on paper are Adrian and John, especially in the same room together because they're so superhuman but in different ways. Yeah. And like I wish there was more conversations with the two of them together. Well, if you look at this this bottom panel, like the the intensity in his eyes, uh, and you've got the heartbeat down here where he's just focusing so hard not to let yeah. anything slip with John. Like, and he, he has a great inner monologue, too, thing where he's like, of course, John's so far removed, he doesn't notice a human heartbeat or whatever. It's like, that's that's really interesting, too, as well. And it, yeah, they do this really, the book does this really cool flip where once uh adrian asks john a question it the book flips and then it'll eventually flip back later on adrian plays john really well here where he's like well what what we could do is we we could start working on it we could start doing it but i mean i need technology and i need this and he starts just planting the seeds of like this is these are the things that i'm gonna need and john takes it hook line and sinker where he's like Yes, we'll start immediately. We'll we'll do this, and yeah. uh, and he's like, well, I don't have all the. He's like, some of the technology of t- doesn't even exist. He goes, it will. Yeah, and again, he's just he's just he's got him on the hook at this point, just reeling him in, just reeling him on in. That was probably my favorite scene in the book. That uh, that conversation between those two, and again, I just I wish there was more of that in the Watchmen stuff that we have. Because yeah, I, I could uh, those two could probably just carry on conversations and keep me entertained for days. Oh yeah. So again, the panel layouts are really cool here. Some of the they do stuff where it's like kind of things stacked on top of each other, but they they're not, and they have like a a background thing that he kind of lays all the panels on top of, which they've done it's a couple. The, of yeah, the background it's is the monitors. The TVs, yeah. From, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
But I'm saying like they've done that a couple other times yeah, yeah, where they, yeah. they have like a background and the panels are laid on top oh, of okay. it. This one, yeah, specifically is the, is the TV monitors. Oh, the colors are so pretty. I think you skipped a page. Yep, yes. I did. <laughs> the colors are so pretty in this book. And then this is where, uh, again, Adrian asks a question, and then it flips back to right side up. Reading that, it felt like it just went, it was a lot more paid. Like, now it's oh, like, yeah. oh, we just, okay, now we're flipping the book yeah, back like, over. Yeah, like we went through it awfully yeah. quick. Huh? Uh, we have... this, yeah, th- all this stuff is just gorgeous. The blues and the violets. Oh, yeah. Where is he? I couldn't figure out where he was. He caused the Big Bang? Is he creating a universe? The DC um, well, universe. <laughs> that th- so there were hints of that where he's talking about that. Where I'm like, oh shit, because because now he's just saying he's taking this down to where there is only one universe left. Yeah, I'm like, oh, so now he goes and creates. This but, other then, but then we jump to the end of Watchmen, where he goes and he talks to Adrian, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's like, you know, I have connected with humanity. I think I'll create some life yeah. someday. Well, and this this right here, this whole thing looks like the right out of Doomsday Clock, where he was chilling when they went to go find him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also really like Adrian because he is usually so confident in what he's doing and very self assured with him. Where he's like, John, I did the right thing, right? Like at, at the end, it was all for me. He's like, you know, nothing he, ends. He goes, nothing ends, and and like he can't comprehend that, and he's like, what does that even mean? And it's like, the, there's no end. There's just time. It just goes on. Yeah, all these pages are just... Like in Futurama. If you watch Futurama, they, it goes in a circular... That was such an awesome end to that show. <laughs> it, I, I was so curious how the hell they were going to end that show. And it was just... I, I wasn't I remember... talking about that. I was talking about when, when Bender, they're in the time machine. Yeah, the time machine. And it's like slow down. I'm going to shoot Hitler. They go Hitler. through it like three times. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Damn, but that, I but, hit Roosevelt. But that's also in the last season, though, and it kind of, yeah, it, it, it kind of, it, it lays down the groundwork for what the finale was going to yeah. be. The big bang just keeps going. Yeah, yeah. But that that end where it's like, do you want to go around again? I was like, oh, that was that was a smart smart ending. Doctor Manhattan gives the cells of life, and then he says, "What will you become?" And then he would like something very much. Yeah. Then we then this goes to Moloch. But that is the end of Before Watchmen, Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Mary. Yeah. What do so you, do you think he's book? uh do you think at the end there he's he's getting ready to create the DC universe? Well, I mean, there's no way they were they were doing that then. No, yeah. but I mean um, but, but but the no, way y- y- everything can, works out with, with Tuesday mean, clock and there's stuff. There's nothing and, preventing you from just Looking at it that, that way, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. putting that in your head canon and going, yeah. well, that's what I think. That's what I'll say. Because we know now from Doomsday Clock that Doctor Manhattan created the New Fifty Two. And um, now we have the Doctor Manhattan who laughs. What we thought was <coughs> Barry. Oh, what we thought was Barry Allen's recklessness in Flashpoint was actually Doctor Manhattan playing with time and creating the New Fifty Two. So. so there you go. Oh yeah, Mary. What do you think of this book? I liked it. Uh, I like time. I like time stuff. I like weird. It's a little uh, heavy though. It, yeah. it definitely is. It's not a, for four issues. It feels like a lot because there's a lot they of stuff have. in there. Yeah, they could have like really like went into. Like, I, way I remember more when I popped when I popped this open just a few hours ago to to reread it, and I was like, "Okay, wait, did I oh, say so we're doing this, this or did we do Ozzy Diaz? No, we're doing Doctor Manhattan. 
shit was is this going to be too much (laughs) (laughs) no it was like within two or three pages i'm like oh i remember why i liked this so much because there was so much i remember being excited when i first i was like oh it's only four issues and you get real i'm like oh god that's a lot (laughs) it's a lot to take in it's it's really good though and like i said i was impressed that they were able to so since he was able to find stuff to do with dr manhattan that doesn't betray anything that had already been done Mm -hmm. But was also not just the same thing we'd seen over and over again. Just filled in the some gaps. And I think that stuff with and him stuff. and his mom and them leaving. I mean, they, they never tell you specifically Germany, do they? But they're Europe somewhere. Um, that whole yeah, stuff, I was like, that Europe. was that to me was wonderful. That was very, very wonderful. Absolutely love that. Yeah, it was great. So, kind of, I mean, you picked it, but. I loved it. I I liked all the before Watchmen. There there wasn't one that I read and we're like this was terrible. I well, I always I always bring up Minuteman as yeah. like the bottom of my list, but it doesn't mean I hated it by any yeah. means. It was just not that out of everything. It was it's just the bottom. That's of my the list. one yeah. I hear from most people is the best one. And see, and I and really? yeah, I mean, I liked it. I, yeah. It was good. But I mean, Darwin I, Cook. It's hard to hard comedian to. Comedian was great. The Rorschach was great. Silk Spectre by with Amanda Connor doing the artwork, amazing. I just there I mean, was even just, just so fl- much good stuff. Even just flipping through that omnibus, especially because you have to flip through it to get from one issue to the next. Yeah. You can't help but go over some of those uh, Bermejo pages for oh, Rorschach. Yeah. You're just like, oh, the muddy colors that he uses so there good. to create just this filthy, dirty looking book. You know what I mean? It, it's just see, I and mean, I was going to choose comedian for my book report last week, and I was like, dude, that's going to be. What three weeks of Watchmen in yeah. a row? I'm like, let's give the people a break. <laughs> give the people what they I want. Guess. Uh, so yeah, check yeah. out uh, before Watchmen. Either pick up the omnibus or the hardcovers are probably still in. Apparently, print. don't t- pick up the omnibus. The omnibus is a very nice book, and if you want to get everything for the, you want the most bang is it for a your Doctor Manhattan cover, I'm seeing on there. The, yeah, the first one. Yeah, okay. that's the cover of the omnibus. Um, if you want the most bang for your buck, that's the way to go because yeah. you, you're you're getting everything. Just know you have to deal with flipping through the pages to find your next. And who knows? Maybe there's people out there being like, "Guys, literally, it takes two seconds. Why you guys are whining and bitching about?" I paid because it's annoying. Altogether, for just getting the individual hardcovers, I paid 120 bucks. Okay. I don't know what the omnibus was. Uh, cover price is 125, but uh, okay. Amazon so, is 75 dollars. Yeah, of course. So. So, yeah, that's yeah. I'm I'm just going off cover price. So, yeah. Way, so um, if you want to snag one off on Amazon, oh, no Jesus one would blame Christ. you. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> So let's do some weekly picks, and then I will reveal my pick for next month's comp. What? Episode. Weekly picks? We're weekly doing picks. that shit? What? Yeah, we're doing weekly picks. God damn it, man. Oh, Aaron's not here. We're doing weekly picks. <laughs> <laughs> we do them when she's here, too. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We haven't for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> we, did one la- we did it last week. We did. We did both we? picked Doom yeah. Patrol. What now? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> and then Aaron picked... <laughs> She had three things. Perry Mason, like the fourth one. Yeah. In a row. <laughs> Perry Mason was fine, but it wasn't. It's all right. It was her pick. She's allowed to pick. It's not Watchmen. She's allowed to pick her yeah. pick. I think Kylie picked Watchmen at least four or five times. <laughs> Probably. At the end did of I, last year when it was still. Show. Did I pick Ice Cream Man? Yes, you did. Oh. So I want to talk about I like Ice Cream Man. Uh, let's see. I watched Donnie Darko. I watched a new Netflix series called Unwell. Uh, the first episode was about essential oils and uh, 
all the crap that goes on with essential oils, like the, the multi-tier marketing machines, machines, <laughs> marketing, <laughs> whatever, you know what I'm talking the pyramid schemes, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, I've been watching a lot of people streaming Fall Guys, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, those are my picks. Okay. I, yeah, it's been, it's been a busy week, mm-hmm. and I've just kind of had a crappy last couple weeks so i'm trying to i'm getting out of that slump i was in for a couple weeks so i'm i've gone back to hannibal and going back I yeah was, that'll cheer you i was well no it's, that's but that's why i stopped watching it because i was not in a good place i'm like this is not something i need to to watch so um i forgot how awesome season two is of hannibal that's that's how many do they do three. Oh, okay yeah. but okay. yeah season two is amazing uh my pick is a uh documentary that just came out last week on disney plus called howard i've i've been seeing that pop up i was gonna um, ask you about it actually i watched it uh, the first day it came out um it's a documentary about howard ashman who was a lyricist and songwriter uh paired up mostly with alan Menken. they wrote a bunch of your favorite disney songs they wrote all the songs for uh little shop of horrors before they got the disney gig that's kind of was their big um because little shop of horrors was this old black and white movie from way back in the day and they repurposed it as a Broadway show and then which eventually got made into the Rick Moranis movie but they wrote all those songs um, so him and Alan Menken are one of those just like songwriting teams that were just you know and uh, the for those that know Disney history The Little Mermaid is a very seminal movie for Disney because that's what kicks off what's called now the Disney Renaissance that was the first movie that Ashman and Mankin were on together that wrote the music for that movie that kind of, you know, put Disney back up to where they were post Black Cauldron and Grey Mouse Detective, where they were kind of just, you know, getting by, especially Black Cauldron, which had really underperformed. Um, which is a shame because it's great. And uh, Howard Ashman died very young. He was like 39 years old. Um, he died um, of AIDS and stuff. That. And again, late, late 80s, early 90s during the, I mean, the very public AIDS outbreak and those kind of things. Um, and it was just, is watching, I, I'd known about him and known that he passed away early and everything. I didn't know much about who the guy was himself and watching that and stuff. And they, they have a lot of film of him a lot. I mean, just stuff from behind the scenes stuff they've filmed over the year, like special features that are probably on like the little mermaid DVDs and beauty and the beast or whatever. But the dude, which is such a talented guy and it sucks to see, somebody so talented just you know go so young it's like god can you imagine the stuff that he and alan Menken went on to do several other disney movies you know so and he has other people that kind of paired with him but he's done you know plenty of stuff post howard ashman's death but he always wondered like i wonder what the two of them would have done together still had he gotten to live a little bit longer so um you know that those soundtracks of Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and then they had got about halfway through Aladdin, writing Aladdin soundtrack when he died. So it's like, oh, it's, they were just barely getting into that stuff. I was like, who knows what could have, you know? So yeah, watch Howard on Disney Plus. It's awesome. It's not real long. It's only like an hour and a half. It's pretty okay. I I, I want to change my pick now that hearing that <laughs> because I'm like, no, I've watched a bunch of documentaries. Oh, okay, and there's one on Shutter. Uh, called Shutter. Shutter is a horror streaming service. What the so fuck? basically they for the horror fans. The, so there's a documentary called Scream Queen: My Nightmare on Elm Street, and oh. it's it's 
about the the lead actor in a nightmare on elm street 2 who was who was very gay not at the time because yeah. that was again it, this is when you brought up the aids thing like you're talking like, what early 80s yeah. right yeah. so so people were staying closeted because that was like sure. that was the they, they were doing blood tests and sh- it was fucked up fucked yeah, up yeah. stuff they were doing um but this this guy this is this movie and i watched the crap out of this movie as a kid it is a very gay movie <laughs> it is very like they 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 start out like they're at this this uh theater in la and they're like drag queens and they're gonna show this movie they're like this is the gayest movie ever made and i'm like you know looking back as an adult <laughs> this might be the gayest movie as ever. an as an adult looking back at this i'm like yeah that was how did i not see any of this and basically this this guy had a really good career yeah. He took this movie and it just kind of ruined his career. And he, oh. uh, there's a, a documentary that they did about the Nightmare on Elm Street series where these guys hunted him down to find him. And he was living in Mexico. Yeah. Um, and the story was intriguing enough. I mean, they, they in that documentary, they go through every movie. So they only spent a little bit of time on that particular movie. Yeah. But someone felt his story was awesome enough to do a whole documentary about it. Oh. And this is him coming back and kind of embracing, you know, the, the love of this movie. And yeah, like, yeah. You know, and it's it's really, it's it's really interesting. Yeah, it's definitely it's, different, especially looking back then, coming out and who was willing to come out. And some of the, even in that Howard Ashman documentary, there's a part where they have a recording of him talking where he said that, uh, the people at Disney were some of the last people to know because he was actually afraid of being fired. He's like, especially with all the AIDS stuff on TV and the scare and everything. And he's like, here I am, this guy writing songs for children's films. I don't know how that's going to go over with some people and the folks. And it, it, it sounds like they embraced him and they, they didn't have a problem with it. But that's good. but he did have that fear of like, are they, am I going to be able to work at Disney anymore? Am I going to be able to, you know? Well, see, and I was, I was alive during all that. Granted, I was fairly young, but watching this documentary that like it, it was, it was a witch hunt. <laughs> yeah. Like it's great, especially in the, in the movie business. Like, they were talking about soap operas because he he was in some soap operas. Yeah. And they were like, if they if there was gonna be kissing scenes, they there was blood tests required. There was all oh, this, yeah. all these things they were doing. I'm like, how is that? Well, and and, and the way that they, you know, and it's it's the good thing is we've learned so much more about HIV and AIDS since then. And it's it's a blood contact disease. Sexual orientation has nothing to do with any of it. But for the longest time, it was kind of classified as like the gay disease. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, it was yeah. very much a oh gays get aids kind of thing and, it, and it's just terrible it's terrible that uh, what some of those people went through and some of the discrimination they had to go through but yeah so my pick uh next month for combo club it, it reminded me of uh i was thinking of what to pick and i remember last time that kylie picked when he picked tag and bink his whole thing was kind of like i want to just do something fun and so I was like, yeah, especially after Dr. Manhattan, I'm like, hey, we probably need something a little lighter. Something, yeah, not, little, not so heavy. <laughs> so um, I'm going to pick the first volume of Batman Ninja Turtles from James Tiny IV okay. and Freddie Williams. I'm finally going to read this. So um, I think it's Ooh, a very fun. My pick will be in October. Oh, there you go. Get ready for lock and key. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, volume was, three. I was like, it'll be four. I think we've done three, right? Yeah. We did Have three. We? Did yeah. we do three? Yeah, we're up to four. No, we did. Yeah, that's right. I wasn't here for the first one, so in my mind, it's three. (laughs) (laughs) 
What the retcon? To... The first one, just redo <laughs> the first one. I listened to the first one because that was your. You were drinking. Yeah, you were, it was drunk. That was the comic first comic book. No, Old Man Logan was the first comic club. Uh-huh. Was he really? was the second one. I oh, think. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, next month, Batman Ninja Turtles. It's gonna be really fun. I love that book. It's a very fun crossover. It's short. It's sweet. There's a lot of cool moments in there. I not read that. I have not either. It's I've heard be, thing, I've heard nothing but good things. It's going it. to be awesome. So, yeah, get ready for that next month. Uh, next week again, no podcast. It's Kylie's birthday. We're all taking a week off while Kylie goes. Everyone should take the week off. High in the Caribbean. <laughs> and vacation. Smoke a damn palm trees. What? <laughs> <laughs> But we will be back here with a Watchmen six. I think is our I next one. Six. Yeah, Watchmen issue yeah. six is our next uh, podcast. Yeah, the halfway mark. So get ready for that. Halfway Batman Ninja Turtles in a month. Uh, until next time, guys. My name is Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm Kylie. Fuck comics gate. See you next week. This show is part of the Geek Nerd Network. Geek Nerd Network. Find more shows like it at geeknerdnetwork.com. This is Janet.